Young and from Detroit, Michigan, and you are now listening to the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh. <laughs> what's good? What's good? It's your boy DJ Avo, and this is Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 97, 99. I said a fake number that time. 97. I was actually trying to see the number. Oh, well. <laughs> Shout out to my brother. He just quit. He didn't say let's go. I ain't even say let's go. I was trying stopped. to see the number and I realized I can't see. It's episode 95. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, come on, man. <laughs> I got a little country in there. Oh, damn. Hey, Bo, do me a favor. What's up? Do you got the City Girls Percolator song? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Who requested that? It was a special request. You got it, Avo? <laughs> The last time I wanted to play a City Girls song, <laughs> you came up with it on your own. <laughs> you never, it was never no special request. Vic just wanted to hear a City so, Girls song. So, what am I supposed to do with this record? Play it, play the beginning beat, like this the beat. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, I got you. Give me a second. Well, let me do this. What's good, brothers and bass? This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 95. <laughs> episode 89. This is where you come for your fantasy football needs and to chop it up about the latest NFL news. I am Dynasty Bro Dot here with my co bro. Yeah, Dynasty Bro Vic. What's up, bros? <laughs> hmm. Make sure we good. Make sure we good. Hey, this is a special request. <laughs> From the lovely fans, the beautiful fans. If y'all ever want us to play anything, spin anything, let us know. That's what we got a fucking DJ for. Come on, let's get it. Even All if right. it's City Girls. Even if it's City Girls. I will not be coming up with City Girl tracks <laughs> on my own, though. Heads up. So if you want to hear some some of this pussy power music, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is, bro. Hey, we uh equal opportunity up yeah, there. Yeah, well, we yeah, will what spend, they said. We All inclusive. Yeah, <laughs> what they said. I spend it off. I got it. Jamaica trip. <laughs> Nah, uh, we got a fire episode today. We are doing sophomore leaks, man. Um, I got three guys. He got three guys we're going to talk about that. We expect by the end of this season, their ADP to rise. Um, maybe they got off to a slow start. Maybe they got off to a slow finish. Maybe maybe after that post-draft, you know, everybody was so hype about them that they couldn't live up to it. So now they had to come back down to reality. And we think these guys are going to be better for fantasy football and for your football team this year around, man. We're all in the hype of rookie fever. But we got to remember, man, we had a stud class last year. Sometimes it works in your favor, sometimes it don't. So we're here to enlighten you on some guys that maybe you should target. You still got some rookie drafts coming up. Or maybe just some simple trades because some people are down on some of these guys, man. And I'd be shocked. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to run through some names later for me and Dynasty Bro Vic. Um, you know, we got to say some good to the people. Uh, I think we got some injuries. I'm sure we're going to talk some of the new trade talk again. But, you know, the one consistent thing that we always rock with, never going to leave. I can't. Bro, if you ever take a week off, I'm going to have to stick with this. I'm going to have to do the hood TMZ from Dynasty Bro Dot. But usually, and every week, it's from Dynasty Bro Vic. So if you're ready to get into that, bro, we can. Hey, let's get into it. But before we do that, peep the transition from DJ Avo. See, on the money. I know. He knew what was happening. He hey, knew what guy, was happening hey, right now. He be working back there. Shout out to DJ Avo. I rock with him. All right, man. Let's uh, jump into it, man. Shout out to XXL Magazine. Hey, Drake won. Dec- Artist of the decade, man. So reason why I'm bringing this up, because he actually rented out one of the L.A. team stadium. I can't tell you who, because <laughs> I didn't do all my research, but 
the stadium that holds 70,000 people. That one. I'm going to guess it's the Rams, bro. I think that's the Rams stadium. But, hey, he celebrated oh with Jenner on the 50-yard line to oh, celebrate oh winning 2021 Billboard Music Artist of the Decade. Bro, pick me. I got Go ahead, bro. I got a flag. Go ahead. <laughs> so you ran, you intentionally <laughs> told them he rented out a stadium just to tell them you didn't know which stadium it was. <laughs> Come on, One of them stadiums out in LA. Oh, There's a few stadiums out there. Hey, I'm guessing it's the Rams stadium, though. <laughs> and now you just guessing. Somebody fact check me. We need a stat guy or a stat girl up here, man. Hey, man, interns wanted. <laughs> he knew he didn't know which stadium. And he still ran through to intentionally tell us that they rented out a stadium, which he didn't know of. He didn't have to say that. But now we just know Vic just did half a job on his research. That's all, that's all I left this, this damn info Bro, with. The whole point of this is just to celebrate Drake, man. Like, he's been doing his thing for this past decade. I will say, it seems like he took his foot off the gas a little bit towards the end. But Ah, uh, you think so? I think so, man. But uh, he's yeah, definitely. Hey, man, that was strategic. Hey, I two think reasons. Either he didn't feel he could beat Lil Baby. Or he just didn't want to go against Lil Baby. That's all I'm saying. Or he got tired of doing features because he was on everybody's shit for the entire decade. So he was working on top of dropping albums. But uh, I think that's fire, man. That's how you stay relevant. Shout out to Drake in the 50-yard line at one of them L.A. stadiums. All right, let's, uh, let's it keep was it pushing. SoFi Stadium. I know, but I don't know which L.A. team played there, though. I know now. I think uh, it's the Rams, bro. I don't know. Come on, I want him to be right. I just want him to be right, bro. Come on, bro. Help your bro. All right, why he looking that up, man? All right, I got it. Go I got it. You ready? Yeah. Come on, man. Okay, it's the Rams. It's the Rams. Yeah, See? there you go. See, I was right. We went through all this just because my nigga didn't do this when he did his research. So Something we had to bombs, just spend man. an extra 29 seconds researching, an extra 30 <laughs> seconds me calling him out just because he didn't do the research early. It's cool, though. I'm sure dinner's already been had and... <laughs> Tips been left, so we good. Drake, Drake's well deserving of that honor, too. Yeah. All right, man, let's keep it pushing. Shout out to Philadelphia Eagles frenzy, man. Jalen Hurts officially changes his jersey number to number one. I, I just want to throw it out there. You're going to see a lot of jersey numbers being changed during this offseason, especially with, like, the low numbers. Um, so that's dope, man. Shout out to Jalen Hurts rocking that new number. And I believe Devonta going to be rocking number six, man. So let us see that Alabama connection, man. I'm excited to watch the Eagles. Shout out to Jalen Hurts going going back and get his, his original college number. That's fine. All right. I saw this on NFL Twitter, also on ESPN, all the talks, but I don't even know why this is news. Why are we making a big deal out of this? But Aaron Rodgers doesn't report to voluntary OTAs. Like it's voluntary. He never does. He is he is the system. He doesn't have to learn. Exactly. I, I actually think he's doing the Packers a favor. Let Jordan Love get them reps. The backup guy, the other guy you brought in, get some reps. Are you sure Jordan Love is the one getting the reps? Somebody getting the reps. Blake Bortles. Blake. Shout out to Blake getting hey, some of those reps. Blake Bortles won me a championship some years back, bro. I ain't got nothing bad to say about that man. What's up, man? Big facts. But yeah, man. But you can tell it's a light summer, man. When like we're making news out of a guy not reporting to voluntary camp, man. Like they just want to keep on pushing the uh, narrative of he don't want to be there. This this had nothing to do with him want to be there. He ain't been to voluntary OTAs probably in 14 years. Don't need to go. He's on the team. He is the team. <laughs> He's the team. Him and uh, Tay Adams. Green, Green Bay Rodgers. <laughs> Green Bay Rodgers. <laughs> the Aaron Packers. <laughs> Shout out to those guys. 
Hey, everybody going crazy over uh, AJ Dillon thighs and legs and camp, but we ain't gonna touch on that, man. So we're gonna get out of there. I know, bro. You like, get like the, the women are going crazy. No, the analysts, fantasy Twitter. Oh lord, okay. bro. Thighs matter, okay. Ah, just all right, look, check this Black out. thighs matter. Black thighs matter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I see what type of time we on today. I fuck with it. All right, man, let's get into the big news of the day. Let's get straight to the shit, even though we can't get straight to it because we went through some other shit. But uh, shout out to Bleach Report Gridiron. Also, shout out to Shannon Sharp, man. Uncle, Uncle Shay. Uncle Shay. Uncle Shay Shay. Mm-hmm. And he called Julio Jones and asked him about where does he want to go. Is he leaving Atlanta? Julio, you know, at least part of his response was, hey, I want to win. I ain't going to Dallas. I never thought about going to Dallas. So, Shay Sharp asked him about Dallas because Skip Bailey was up there. That's his squad. But, uh, of course, a lot of people in the media and just in the internet in general going crazy over that because they feel like should Shannon Sharp have told Julio Jones that he's live on air? I'm going to look at it from the other side, man. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I feel like Shannon Sharp, he's a professional. He gave Julio the heads up, probably. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, bro, he I, did. I mean, he know the game. He's not going to just that, let... Is that the idea that they're going... That's the, that's the narrative they're running Man, with? the whole the narrative, narrative is he called him and kind of just... Unprofessional. Oh, 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 so Shannon Sharp ain't professional. Okay, okay. That's He's an ex-NFL okay. player. Exactly. Right? So he, he doesn't know how to interview wide receivers. Okay, I can Yeah. That he, makes sense. He know the game. And on top of that, I'm sure he gave Julio the heads up. Like, look, we're going to be live on air. Let's flex a little bit. You know, let's show him I can just call you live and... Hey, let us know how you really feel. I mean, if you think about it, we're in an era now where guys are being more vocal and gals, no matter what sport you're in. Like, we're just in an era where people are just more open and honest with their feelings. So, Julio wants out, man. And I think that just puts a stamp on it. Like, hey, here's how I really feel. I want to win. So, he said, I want to get the fuck up out of here. He didn't say fuck, but you know, he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how you know he knew he was on TV. Because yeah. I think he would have been like, bro, I'm, I'm the fuck up out of here. Yeah, he would have said, nigga. I'm the fuck up out of here. Shit. He you can tell he was on TV by the way he was even answering the Dallas questions. People retarded. Like, just listen to how hesitant. How, bro, if you know it's just you and somebody on the phone, you wouldn't be so hesitant to be like, you you know what type of time I'm on? He was basically, like, beating around the bush. Then he finally said, I don't plan on going to Dallas. But, you know, you just get straight to it and answer the question. He, like, he gave a very interview style i don't want to answer cowboys question that's how does, you knew he was on. does he get to choose where he go or something uh no I okay so. i was just double checking i mean i feel like he can work with his agent to you know pitch and say hey i would like to go here let's go talk to these teams okay so i think he can navigate that way but i don't know how the actual is he a free agent or does he just wants to be traded? Nah, he just wants to be traded he's still under yeah. contract um but they can they can save like ten mil against the cap if they get rid of them after like June second. They should do that, man. Like just from a financial standpoint, time to move on. Yeah, send them to the coach. Yeah, I was, I was about to ask you. I got a couple follow up questions, Vic. What's up? Ideal. Give me two ideal teams. You see, Julio. If they wants to go to a winning team, give me a, a two ideal situations from that you would want to see. Give me one from real life football and one from fantasy football. Man, actually, my real life and fantasy is the same team, Green Bay Packers, man. And I don't know what the cap situation is like, but the New Orleans Saints taught me salary cap don't even matter. Like, they'll figure <laughs> it out on the back end. So, go get Aaron Rodgers a true Nessie. weapon. You got a guy that's disgruntled. Nessie. You already fumbled the last year first-round pick. Nessie. You can clean it up real quick. Get him a Julio Nessie. Jones. Nessie. That's fire. Uh, that's real tough. I think for fantasy – I would love for him to just go to the Colts 
I think they need a number one receiver. They realistically have a win now team. Um, so I think that would be nice. And then I was going to say the Packers, but since you said the Packers, I'll pivot. And I'm in between two teams. It's either Tennessee. Bro, can you imagine Julio, AJ, Henry? Man, for one, that Alabama connection with Henry and Julio is crazy. They're already working out They're training. Working out together, yeah. And then uh, the other idea situation was Buffalo. They're they're set up to win, win, yeah. and they don't giving up a first round shouldn't matter to them if they're going to go win now with their young core while Josh Allen is still under his rookie contract. I mean, I feel you, but he clearly should go to the Jags and stand next to Tim Tebow and get that rubbed off on him. Then he won't get hurt no more. Then he's gonna have full seasons. He can Bro, go play everywhere. If I had something to throw at Ava. <laughs> Come on now. I don't like the landing spot there. But I did like that uh, Tennessee. I did like that Buffalo call because really he can, you know, take over that John Brown role and that, you know, occasional Gabriel Davis. So really imagine the Diggs and Beasley and Julio. That's fire. Yeah. All right. That's all I wanted to do with that follow up with the Julio. All right, bros. Uh, We got some injuries, man. Let me touch on it. Pause. Pauls. Hey, Jeff Wilson Jr., running back for the San Francisco 49ers. He's coming off surgery. He's going to be out four to six months. So let's just call it June since it's May 25th. Four to six months is October, December. Um, he's an Asian veteran. I don't see no point in rushing him back for, at four months. So I'm banking on calling it six months. Basically done for the season unless they make the playoffs. They already drafted um, Trey Sermon. They already drafted Elijah Mitchell. What do, you, what do you need? I know they like having three or four running backs in the yeah. mix, but losing one, you still got still got Raheem Moster coming back. So they still have a plethora of guys in that backfield. So it is what it is. That's true, man. Man, I wasn't paying attention to that uh, Jeff Wilson offseason surgery stuff. I got some Jeff I was uh, banking on, man. He would have been a sneaky play, too. Yeah. Um, and then I know the Bucks and Antonio Brown that have agreed to a deal, but then they found out that he had to pass his physical because he had a minor knee cleanup. And today his physical got passed and everything is official. So he's back with the Bucks and they have their full team right back in at him. And that's a sneaky play, Loki. If you look at the back end of the season when he finally got back a little yeah. more on the healthier side and the condition inside, you know, him and Tom Brady kind of got some rapport. So even with those other two stud receivers and the rapport Tom Brady has with Grunt, I think, I think Antonio Brown isn't a bad wide receiver four on your team, man. Like, I think he'll have his games. He'll look out for him. Yeah, and it looked like he started getting going around that Detroit Lions game. I know that was late in the season. But, yeah, you can definitely tell that chemistry started to, started to gel and formulate. So, yeah, man, that's what's up. Any more injuries, buddy? That's all I got, man. Of course, uh, Joe uh, Joe Burrow's out there practicing. So, yeah. Did you hear the uh, the the voice memo DM that AJ Brown sent Julio? Nah. Damn. It was like, come on, man. You know, you said you want to go to a team that's gonna win. He's like, I, I swear, bro, you can carry the shit. And if you get tired of it, bro, you know, you can pass it over to me. I'll hold the torch down for you. He was like, bro, he was just throwing his pitch. That's what's up. Yeah, so shout out to A, bro. They would be. Yeah. What What the fuck do you do with them two big-ass motherfuckers, bro? That can run through everybody. Like, you can't sleep on the Titans in the playoffs, man. We saw that 
not this past season, but the year before when they like blew past who they knock off the Ravens and they knocked yeah. off another team. Was it the Patriots? Then they knocked off the Patriots two years ago. Two, oh, yeah, it was the Patriots. Patriots and the Ravens, like this was, year, yeah. They still got that squad, man. Like, you know, it's, it's fire. Big facts. All right, bros. Uh, any flags on the play? Hey, well, you got any flag on the play? Hey, well, ain't got no flag on the place. I don't think I got no flag on the place, man. Everything's been super copacetic, bro. Same, bro. All right, bro. Well, with that being said, DJ Avo, man, where can we follow you at? Man, you can follow me at DJ Avo Love on the gram. Um, and then you can follow me at Dynasty Bro Avo on the Twitter and uh, at Dynasty Bro Avo on the Twitch. And make sure you follow Dynasty Bros page because I was just live on there turning up before this. We was going in. Mad you missed it. You better catch the next one. Hey, yo, Dot, where can we follow you at, bro? Follow me at Dynasty Bro Dot on Instagram and Twitter. Follow the main Instagram handle, Dynasty Bros FF. Like DJ Avo just said, we be going live right before the podcast really starts, and he be grooving, he be juking. I'll be trying to be his hype man in the background. You might probably play long in the morning, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Sorry, bro. I was feeling myself, man. Uh, <laughs> Dynasty Bro Vic, where can we follow you at, my brother? Man, you can follow me at Chief Sosa FF. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, Dynasty Bros FF. I'm Chief Sosa FF everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. And uh, join the Facebook community, Dynasty Bros FF Podcast. We got the merch in. I'm rocking some merch. Let me throw the banner down so I can see the We The Bros. Got the D-Team hat on. I know it don't match, but it's all good, man. I'm just excited to get my damn merch in. Merch city, baby. Merch. I got some more merch at the crib, too. My, my guy Vic already getting hit up about the intern spot. Yeah, for fumbling the uh, SoFi Stadium. Hey, man, just that quick, man. Interns want it. Let's go. Facts. <sighs> Interns want it, though. Real talk coming soon. I could might as well pitch it here. Just in case. You yeah. feel me? All right. Since we already told the good people where they can follow a set, we didn't have any real flags. We had a couple injuries. We got past the hood. Tim Z with Dynasty Bro Vic. Welcome to the main segment. You see how calm and relaxing that was, bro? Trying to, beer. trying to change the energy. <laughs> Sips beer. What kind of beer you got today, bro? I got to keep it off camera, man. I've been advised to keep everything off camera. Yeah, so. bro. Not a sponsor. Can we tell him what that means? It means not a sponsor. Nah, what advice means? It means <laughs> you've been fucking up. And here's some, you know, here's a better way you can do some things. Oh, man. You should consider doing right, it this man. way. I'm not falling. What's up? It was wifey, wasn't it? Wifey said, get it that was. shit off it the was. camera. It really was. <laughs> she was like, the other guest you had on, she had her drink. And she put it down to the side. Why don't you do that? I'm like, you're right. Hey, man. Hey, queens come through, bro. We need them. We need them. Appreciate That's her. That's my Sierra. voice of reason, bro. Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the camp. <laughs> Shout out to wifey. I'll be home in a minute. <laughs> Russell Wilson got a camp on one people. <laughs> one people or one person. One people. <laughs> I, I need to go back to like school. A I wanted to sound like a lot, but it's just one. It's supposed to be even funnier. It's like say camp. It's like a bunch of people, but it's just one people. Hey, Avo called me out. Come on now, I didn't even know where he was going with that, but yeah. Come on, it was wifey. Brain. Shout out to sis. Get all my legal advice from wife. <laughs> Behind every good man. It's, it's a solid camp. One woman camp. Come on now, dog. If your household is. Come on, man. She, she a one woman army behind Vic. Yeah. She got this shit on lock. Yeah, bro. All right, look, let's move into these sophomore leaps. Like I said, these are guys that 
We expect to rise in ADP by the end of the year. We expect them to have better seasons than they did last year. We expect the, you know, the public opinion about these guys to turn around a little bit. Not saying that we expect these guys to end number one in their position or end up even being top 12. Just the potential rise in ADP because we feel like maybe the reason it failed isn't totally their fault. Maybe it was team issues. Maybe it was bad coaching injury there's a lot they can go into play man and go into your rookie year and you're still trying to figure it out and adjust to the game so we got some guys on our list that you know we actually enjoy and we like and we think it's only up from here so that's what we're gonna get into and he played at nipsey because we we ready to get into business i'm ready to come out the blocks man and uh also with these leaps i don't necessarily mean someone needs to be a wide receiver one or rb1 like if you go from a wide receiver four to wide receiver three or wide receiver three to wide receiver two that's a leap so, uh, hey, it's, a, it's Dynasty. It's a marathon. R.I.P. to Nip. So, you know, it ain't all about the instant gratification. It's all about the process. So, uh, I'm excited, bro. I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm excited, bro. And I'm ready, man. You got to let me go, bro. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Go ahead, bro. You start off. I'll follow you up. Man, let's go to Cincinnati, man. T. Higgins. Like, I know they just drafted Jamar Chase. Everyone, you know, is down on Higgins and down on Boy. But, hey, look, keep this in mind. Look, Giovanni Bernard just left. That's 59 targets vacated or 49. A.J. Green just left. That's 104 targets vacated. So you got 160 targets plus on the table. Joe Burrow, as you guys know, he got to throw the ball 40-plus times a game. Plenty of targets to go around the chase. Plenty of targets to go around the Higgins. Plenty of targets to go around the Boyd. I don't know why people are down on Higgins right now, but hey, if you give me a T. Higgins that gets 8 to 12 targets a game, I'll take it. He's a playmaker. He's going to make some shake. He, he gets down the field. He turns up in the red zone. I'm still all in on T. Higgins. Again, the more playmakers you put around a, a wide receiver, it just opens them up. Now T. Higgins get the one-on-one <laughs> coverage on the outside. Hey, easy money. So I like the situation. He got Chase. He got Boyd around him. He got Mixon who catches pass out of the backfield. I like it, man. Perfect situation. So I feel like his stock is down. You know, get him at a reasonable price. I'm still in on T. Higgins. I like him as a wide receiver, too. Just give him the volume because they're going to be a negative game script. Bro, I fuck with T. Higgins. And what people fail to realize is, bro, A.J. Green had a lot of targets there last year. I don't know why, but he had a lot of targets thrown at him last year. So um, you take away the fact that Geo's gone. So those are uh, open targets that could go somewhere else. So it isn't like Jamar's coming in and they have to find targets for him. It's just like, you know, I, I could still see T. Higgins leading those, the trio of receivers in touchdowns because he's the bigger guy, you know. Um, I love them, bro, and I love what they're doing for the offense. And, you know, like we talked about it after the draft. They didn't take an O-lineman. The next best way to protect your quarterback is to give them more just weapons. So I like them taking Jamar Chase. And I like if Chase is going to be the one getting the main coverage, bro, that's even better sign for T. Higgins. So people forget that shit. So, um, yeah. Yeah, bro, and I do want to throw in Higgins had 108 targets last year. So he's already getting 100 targets. So. Yeah, bro. No need to abandon that, man. And uh, he stays on the field, too. And Joe Burrow had so – before he went down, he had so many 300-yard games, bro, because they had to throw the ball. The defense aren't, isn't any better. And if the defense isn't good, I don't care how efficient you guys want Joe Mixon to be with his work. They're not going to be able to give him 25 rushes a game when they're getting their ass whooped. So they're going to keep on throwing the ball. And that's just more to spread around. Jamar Chase is not going to get 200 out of the 300 yards every rip. They got to go around to other people. And on top of that, man, they didn't even invest in an O-line, man. So they got to throw. And can't throw the chase every time. So now sophomore leap T. Higgins, man. I got him as wide receiver, too. 
All right, bro, who you got for us? Uh, okay, my bad. OG Mike just sent me a text that you dropping Wilson, and I completely forgot that you just told me Jeff Wilson got hurt. I thought I accidentally dropped Zach or something in a couple leagues I had to draft. Oh, I mean, okay. I was about to say, damn, bro, I accidentally dropped somebody. I was about to drop both of them. <laughs> Low key, trade bait. <laughs> I'm in the DM right now talking to somebody that wants Zach Wilson. So remember that play I told you? <laughs> That's what's up. Big facts. All right, let me get to a guy, the first running back taken, only one taken in the first round last year in a draft full of talented stud running backs. Let's talk about Mr. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the running back on arguably the top offense in the NFL, 22 years old. Um, look, they said Pat Mahomes handpicked him last year. I don't think they're getting rid of him. They got rid of Le'Veon. Uh, they didn't bring back uh, Damian. They still got Darrell Williams there. Um what does that mean for anything? I mean, he was okay when he was on the field. But this is what people fail to realize. If you take away all the post-draft hype and just take Clyde Edwards-Alaire for what he is, he was probably the, what you want to say, the fifth most talented running back coming yeah. out last year. But he ended up on the best team, on a team that, that didn't give him as many opportunities as I think he will get. I think they will start slowing the ball down and everything won't be so pass-heavy. I will think I do think he'll walk in some more touchdowns this year. He only had four rushing touchdowns, bro. That's because Pat just was throwing that ball. And I think even Kansas City is going to get to the point where they realize like you have to be efficient with the run game too. Because no matter how good Pat Mahomes is and how good those weapons are, you have to be able to be two-dimensional for these defenses. Because you get out there, your offensive line ain't the best. You'll find a defense that'll lock you down. So uh, you're talking about a guy who only broke the 70% snap barrier one time on the year, bro. And his backups are not that good to be keeping him off the field. So uh, I do think there's a situation where he will rise in snap percentage. Look, bro, the first seven weeks, he was double-digit points in fantasy. That's not horrible. Yeah, he's not giving you the big bust, the big boom games. I think that's why a lot of people are mad. But I'm not going to get mad if because right now he ended up as the R he ended up as a back end RB2, running back 22, full point PPR. You give him some more catches, let him stumble into a few more rushing touchdowns, a few more snaps, bro. We will love Clyde Edwards Alaire, especially at his price. Because it just keep on going down. Man, you think about where it was and how high it was and like where it is now. I think he's the perfect RB2. RB2 that can finish top 15, and, and I wouldn't be surprised. I think he's closer to RB15 than RB24, if you ask me. Yeah, I agree. And also, he can give you some RB1 weeks. So that's solid, man. Like, again, especially in PPR, like, you, you'll take that type of production. Um, I actually plenty of running backs in some leagues. So I actually got Clyde running as my RB1 in my roster, from a roster standpoint. I'm comfortable with it, man. It is what it is. I'll just, you know, live with the outcome. But I do have, a, have him as an RB2. Um, again, he's in a perfect system, man. Andy Reid, all these pass catchers. You know, you got to focus on Tyreek. You got double him. You got Kelsey. So, hey, the running lanes, rushing lanes open up for Clyde. So, and he can do damage in the passing game, too. I like it, man. All right. Let's go to San Fran, Mr. Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk it. Ayuk it. So, uh, wide receiver, look, taken in the first round last year. He he only played 12 games last year, and he still had 96 targets. So, left four games on the table. Easily, he's a 100-target wide receiver, man. And, of course, I know they dealt with the injuries last year with Kittle being out and Debo being out, but hey, Brandon Ayuk, he's going to stay on the field. Even when he, when all those guys were there, he still stayed on the field and he moves the ball, man. So, you know, he, he gets big catches down the field. Um, he's a big play guy. He could easily have three catches and the next thing you know, you got 12 points easily just because he's downfield. So, 
uh, he's a prototypical guy, prototypical size. I just love the upside and potential, man. Um, he has everything, you know, all the tools to be a wide receiver one. Um, I have him as a wide receiver two this year, going into a you know sophomore elite. I'm curious to see how you know he looks with Trey Lance, but I love Brandon Ayuk, man. So I'm trying to go get him everywhere. If you have any wide receiver needy teams, hey, I'm willing to trade. If you have a projected first, it's gonna be late. I'm willing to trade that late projected first to get a Brandon Ayuk. If you have multiple first round picks and then you have some you know second round picks, stuff like that, I'm hella comfortable moving a first round pick to go get Brandon Ayuk. Make sure it's one of your lates. Don't you know move a first that's projected to be early. Um, so yeah, I'd rather have Ayuk over a guy like Pittman. I mean, hey, we're talking about a guy you know who's with my coach, but I just love the potential and upside, and he's a baller, man. So what are your thoughts on Ayuk? I love Brandon Ayuk. I think he's the pure wide receiver in that offense. I think Debo is a good receiver and a good just receiving weapon for Kyle Shanahan. I think they like the way they want to use Debo, short slants, you know, right at the line of scrimmage. They'll run the ball with him, and he also can run routes. But I think Brandon Ayuk will stay on the field as a receiver that can actually run all the routes and be dominant. So, I love Brandon Ayuk. I like what everybody in that offense brings to the table because everybody does something different, which makes it hard to read as an offense. So I love them. Tight end to receivers, running back system. I love everything they have going over there. Yeah, and to be determined, man, hopefully Kittle and Debo can stay healthy, man. But if not, that opens up more opportunities for Ayuk. So I'm trying to go get Brandon Ayuk right after this podcast. Like, I'm literally trying to get him everywhere I can. I got him, bro. I'm about to come talk, man. Come talk, my nigga. Uh, all right, so um, this is what we're doing. We're doing, we're gonna do Mr. Jalen Rager, another one of those first round guys that uh, you know, I just talked about Clyde. This is a receiver, this is a guy that went to Philadelphia, they brought him in, and he was kind of a, a gadget player when he was in college. So, one of those guys that can run the ball, catch the ball, do a lot on all levels of the field. But I really think in the NFL, he's never going to be a wide receiver one. I don't think he should have been drafted to be a wide receiver one. Maybe they draft him thinking, uh, you know, maybe Alshon will come back, or Deshaun will come back healthy, or J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who they had. And then the two tight ends, you thought you would be able to move Rieger around and, you know, put place him where he needs to be. And I never think when he got back from injury that he got to be utilized the way that he should have been. So, um, Going into the year, he, he ended the year with 54 targets, 31 receptions, 396 yards, and only a touchdown. You got to pin some of that on staying hurt. You know, he started uh, the first couple of games, and he was banged up for like six weeks straight. Um, so this is a guy coming into a year they drafted Devonta Smith, so I know a lot of people are probably scared of him. But J.J. didn't do nothing. Fogum faded away. Deshaun's gone. Alshon's gone. You know, on my uh, uh, if in my opinion, I think Ertz is going to be gone before the season starts. So that leaves a situation where you have a fresh quarterback who has to build rapport with Devonta Smith, who I think is going to be a stud. Uh, Dallas Goddard as tight end, and I think Jalen Rieger could go out there and be moved all over the field, run some slot, run some outside. They they don't run the ball four times. Four rushes, 26 yards, which isn't bad when you think about, you know, the rushing yards per carry. That's a guy that I just – I don't think how highly he was drafted, he should be looked at so low. He finished as the wide receiver in 96, bro. You sitting here telling me that you wouldn't take a chance on a guy who was a first-rounder. Next, you could probably go 
What's the difference between these guys at the back end of the second that we like that didn't have nowhere near the draft capital? You got some guys like who's going to the back end of the second round, bro? So I can start comparing if I rather have Jalen Rieger over them. Like I'm on Rossay Brown, might fuck around and get wide receiver one targets, but you think about Terrence guys, Marshall, yeah, you think Elijah about Moore. guys after that, man. What kind of potential do they have to even see the potential of targets that Jalen Rieger is going to see this year? So you know, if you have that second round pick and like mid-second, mid to late second, and people are completely off Rager, man, I would toss that thing out because he still has potential to be in a good offense. People love Jalen Hurts going forward. And whatever that offense is doing and that coaching staff is doing, it might be a good system. And if it is, it's going to be because Rieger was playing just as good as they expected him to going into the draft last year. Yeah, I feel like his ceiling is like a Hollywood Brown. A boomer bust flex type play. So I wouldn't be comfortable running Rager and like a wide receiver two, wide receiver three. I don't even know if I want him in the flex, man. So I'm not completely sold on that situation. But of course, bringing in Devonta just open him up. Um, so curious to see what that, you know, Philly offense looks like year two with Jalen Hurts taking over from day one, at least at the start of the season. But man, that, that, he was a guy that I was unsure of and I'm still unsure. So I just got to see it, man. So. This might be a situation that I miss out on just being overly cautious, but well, I'll say this. He finally picked up some some uh from week um he had a bye week nine, so I'm gonna pass that. But from week eight to seventeen, so if you count those weeks minus the bye, he has six weeks where he finally had every week he had over more than six targets. And that's fair, you know, especially like in an offense where um you don't, you know, you don't expect to get the number one coverage from a cornerback, and I think they're going to run him out the backfield some now. I think they're going to use him as a gadget weapon. I think they like him. They draft him in the first, so I think there's a world where he shows improvement. He got, I think he was banged up all last year. Rigger, Rigger is a good receiver, and if you're telling me somebody's going to take some back end seconds for him, I'll take them all day, every day. All right, not mad at it. I'm looking forward to seeing a new identity for the Eagles, though, that whole offense. So, a lot of opportunity across the board, like, with everybody. So, I will say that. Bro, wide receiver 96. Yeah, he's going to take a leap, though, for sure. Yeah, bro. That's if, if he can't be your wide receiver 8 on your team and go up in ADP, then, then I'm just playing crazy. Yeah. All right. Let's get into my third guy. Let's go to Chicago. We got a tight end, Cole Komet. Um, so this is a situation where, of course, they ran Jimmy Graham last year. But if you look at, you know, week 10, right before the bye week, you start to see a change in other guards. So you start to see Jimmy Graham snap count and percentage trend down and Coco Mesh trend up. So, man, I just love the situation stepping in there with Justin Fields. Of course, we all watched the uh, college football playoffs and we saw the rapport that Justin Fields has with his you know, tight ends finding the end zone. Was What, what game was that, Alabama? Yeah. Or was that the Clemson game where he uh, – peppered the tight end with targets and all that good stuff. But either way, man, you got a rookie franchise QB stepping in there. And we are, we always like to say a tight end is a young QB's best friend. So you got a six, six target that can catch, that can run, that can block. Um, I just love the upside. So I have uh Coca met man as a top 12 play this year at the tight end position. And I know everything outside of the top seven doesn't really mean nothing, but we're talking about a sophomore, man. So I'll take that sophomore leap in the Coca met. Love the opportunity. Love the upside. Looks like they found a franchise QB. They still got Allen Robinson there, and they got David Montgomery, you know, who's, who's running the ball, toting the rock. So I can see Cole Komet sneaking out there, catching some sneaky passes, man, some tight end screens and getting up the field on top of being a red zone target. Big facts. Um, 
I like them. You know me. I got a lot of Kokomo everywhere, man. I just seen the potential coming out of college and then just seeing. I think they brought Jimmy in just to be kind of a mentor to him for a year, man. I ain't mad at that because yeah. Jimmy ain't the best blocker, but Jimmy's been a hell of a receiving option for years and years when it comes to the tight end position, man. So I'm not mad at that. He's always been a team player. It's never been, never heard any bad issues from Jimmy Graham. So why not let your receiver and tight end come in? It usually takes a couple years for them to get acclimated to the system in the game. Learn behind a vet, a vet that did it at a very high level. So I like some Coke in there, bro. I really do. And that offense doesn't have a lot of weapons. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Yeah. I know everybody's so hype about Darnell Mooney, but little receiver, not excited about, you know, anything that he could really do as far as his prospects. But him and Anthony Miller don't seem like they're going to pan out, in my opinion. So I, if we if the season starts and Coke Mets the number two option on that team, I wouldn't be surprised. That's fire, bro. Like, you got to, you know uh... – Tight end that's basically a PPR monster that can help you compete against uh, Kelsey and Waller. Yeah. I say he's going to put up those numbers every week, but you never know. Week by week, he can go off and just compete, give you seven targets, and also score a touchdown. I like it. I like the upside. Big facts. All right. I'm going to name one more receiver. First round receiver. First one taken in the draft last year. Just to give some kind of confidence on Because I think these are two guys that potential just has, has fell through the damn roof. And like I said, these aren't guys I'm telling you are going to be wide receiver ones. They probably want to be wide receiver twos. But the way they finish and the way their outlook is right now, I'm just telling you that's just going to rise. And if you can get in on these guys, these are two guys that have the potential to when you finally look at names when you're drafting, you be like, damn, you know, risk versus reward. And I'm taking the reward all day. This is a receiver that finished as the PPR 95. 95th receiver, so the two I named, 95th and 96th. If you sit here and tell me Henry Ruggs doesn't have the potential to to flirt with being a wide receiver three in that offense, they finally got rid of Nelson Aguilar. They were using Nelson Aguilar in a way you would love to see them use their first-round receiver. And maybe it's just because these other guys started to get banged up that they started just dominantly putting Ruggs on the outside. But coming into the season, you heard rumors of him playing in the slot and that's what got me excited about Henry Ruggs, one of the fastest guys in the NFL running slot first round. So they have the draft capital. Oh, they're going to use him, get big guys all around him, Waller at the tight end. He's the number one no matter what. But even the hype for Brian Edwards on the outside, in my mind, all they did was open up space for Ruggs. And you know Derek Carr is one of the best deep ball throwers in the league. I don't care what you think about Derek Carr. He's efficient. He has a pretty good deep ball. And, you know, you see that offense, they want to run, but running the ball opens up passing plays. And if you can run the ball well, that opens up those deep threats. Especially and, on play action. Yeah, bro. And one of who, who Henry Ruggs is one of the top deep threats in the league, hands down, no matter what, even with the small sample size that we've seen, just because of his speed. And we know he's talented. So, uh, you know, there's no way, unless there's injury, that he ends the season with uh, 43 targets like he got last year. He didn't break the 500-yard mark, but his yards per catch were 17.38, bro. That's amazing. So you get a few more of those with his big play potential. He's always going to be involved. He can run the ball. They only let him carry it nine times for 50 yards. You know, that's pretty good yards per carry. And he can still do kickoff and punt return. I still think he's going to be all over the place on this offensive. 
once they start getting them acclimated to using him to his strengths, bro, there's no way he will be a wide receiver eight on anybody's team. Yeah, if that's the price he's going for. I want both of those guys all day. I will say this. I am more excited about the rug situation and the Rieger situation. I feel like the Raiders didn't know how to use rugs. Like, if you take him first wide receiver off the board, like, he should have been featured more last year, but Nelson was the guy. But now that he's gone, yeah, all the opportunity in the world for uh, Henry Ruggs. Just put the ball in his hands, whether it's on some sweeps, whether it's on play action, screens. Like, let him do his thing. He can run routes, too. Um, so I'm excited. Um, I have some rugs. I don't mind running rugs in the flex. So he's a flex play for me. Um, I still have him as a wide receiver four right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if he creeped into the wide receiver three range. But, you know, he, he you know he does have that boomer bust feel to it. But, again, it's all about the Raiders choose to leverage him. So they got John Gruden. He's an old school guy. He wants to run the ball. He got two running backs now he can do that with. But, man, you got a weapon there in rugs, man. Like, to me, that just comes down to a coaching, you know, coaching scheme and issue. Like, you know, they're not really leveraging their playmaker how they should. So he's a whole weapon, bro. Whole weapon. Whole weapon. All right, man. Any other guys you want to touch on? Can I talk about Joe Burrow just for a little bit? Yeah. The number one quarterback taken in the draft last year, just how Trevor was overly hyped. You know, we're all excited about Burrow. Screw the other quarterbacks in the draft, even though Tua was supposed to be the man. And Herbert had been doing it in college for so long, it didn't matter. Joe Burrow put up the best college QB season we've ever seen in the history of college football. And we fucking loved him. He goes down with a minor knee injury. And it's like, hey, we got to remember that hype that was coming into the season. Look, all they went and did was the went and got a whole nother receiver for him and a guy that we fucking love. So give him a trio full of weapons. He still has mixing and just the direction of the team. It looks like they want to be pass heavy. Uh, they didn't improve the O-line, which would have helped the running back and protect him a little bit more. But that just lets me know, hey, the, the, the form of protection we're going to take is throwing the ball better and throwing it out faster. So Joe Burrow has so many 300-yard games. He didn't have a lot of high touchdown games yet, but I think those will come with him getting acclimated, get more comfortable to the system. Like I said, and even adding more weapons. I'm excited to see Joe Burrow. And I just had to speak about this because I've seen about four or five trades amongst my leagues where – Joe, you can get Joe Burrow plus plus for Trevor Lawrence. And I'm like, shit, we hope Trevor Lawrence is going out there putting up 300 yard games right off the bat. And um, let me ask you this. If you had to take, I know it's Travis Etienne um, or James Robinson, whichever one you want to take, just off pure talent. Who's better, Travis Etienne or Joe Mixon off pure talent? Pure talent, bro. Joe Mixon, bro, for me. All right. Now, you give all the receiving weapons. Who's better? Who got the better weapons, Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence? Uh, Joe Burrow. Easy. So, I think we need to draw back and remember what we thought about Joe Burrow before the knee injury and maybe go buy him. I'm not saying his stock is low, but, man, rookie fever is crazy. So, yeah, Joe Burrow was balling before he got hurt in a bad system and nobody was comfortable yet with anything. And I think he's going to keep shooting up and it looks like he's going to be ready for week one. Yeah. I'm going to say, go get auto Cincinnati weapons, man. They're going to throw like even Tyler Boyd can flirt with 80 plus targets. So we're already know Higgins and Chase going to get their hundred targets. Um, so yeah, go get all those pieces. I want to backtrack to the Vegas Raiders, man, Brian Edwards, man. Like I still like his potential and upside. So he's a sleeper. I'm still want to go get trying to roster everywhere. That situation with the Rugs and Edwards feels like the coach situation. Who's going to be the number one? Is it going to be Paris Campbell or is it going to be Michael Pittman? 
So it's almost like you got to just, hey, gamble and plant your flag. And hey, if you can get both, get both. Just see how it pans out. But if I had to pick one, I'd rather have a Brian Edwards. Maybe he can fulfill that Michael Crabtree type role, that big body or that Jordy Nelson role. When first got to the Raiders. Um, and then for the coach, man, give me uh, Michael Pittman, man. And I still like Paris Campbell. He does a lot of damage. The coach do scheme Paris Campbell. They put the ball in his hands. Um, but if I had to play my flag, give me the big body wide receivers. Uh, I have a confession that I have not brought to you as a brother or to this podcast. All right, what's up? <laughs> I am completely off Paris Campbell. Bro. You are? Tell yeah, me why. Man, I just I don't want the guy that for four years in a row it's like, oh man, he's gonna do it. Don't do it. Stay hurt. I just I'm over it, bro. I I just don't want it. He and here's the thing. I'm not, and you know me, I'm not one of those guys that's like Oh, he's injury prone, so I'm off of him. I'm never that guy. But if you ain't shown me nothing and you injury prone, what am I investing my 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 safe feelings for you? Like, man, if he's just like how people are off Saquon, so it's like I don't Which give a crazy. fuck if you off Saquon. Saquon is Saquon, and you know, but I don't want Paris Campbell because he might have had a game or two, but that's it. So if you can't stay healthy and those two games that you probably done showed up a little bit, they don't do nothing for me. And they keep on getting more weapons and putting other things in place in that system. I'm just kind of over it. I will say this. Last time Campbell got hurt, it was a helmet to the knee. It was very unfortunate. So I think we should give him, you know, some, uh, you know, at least another shot there, at least going into this year. Now. <laughs> I got some Paris Campbell, man. I'm, I'm excited to see what he do this year. You sound like a nigga that got some Paris Campbell I do. shares. I got a couple, bro. Hey, he was doing his thing. He had a he had a nice start to the season, man. Give me about 14, 15 points of PPR. We'll take that. So I believe we got Seattle. I believe the camp is flying to town. Camp will be in town. Okay, it's week one. Sierra by herself. Man, I think I think they Private heard me talking jet. shit. So they pulled up. Private jet with they, Russell Wilson face on it. Yeah, they gave us Seattle week one, man, here in Indy, man. So that means we about to score 80 on them niggas. They defense still safe. All right, there you go. So that's when you go flip Paris Campbell. I know. After he put up the 21 points, two touchdowns, one was a rushing touchdown. That's true. Like I said, they put the ball in his hands, though. So, All right, man. One last guy I do want to touch on real quick. Pause. Tua Tagovailoa. I said his name right. Bro, it's been a long time since you got a long last name right. Yeah, bro. But, uh, <laughs> hey, look, of course he's going to be a QB, too. He's a starter now. But I have him as QB 15 on the season, so. You talk about QB2, for me, anything past 15 don't really matter. Like, that's those are streaming options, in my opinion. So, if you're in that top 15, what are we doing at the QB position? But I have two as a, uh, you know, QB15, so top half of that QB2. And, you know, a lot of weapons. They brought in Waddle. I like what they did there. Give him a piece that he's familiar with, similar to what they did for uh, Trevor Lawrence with the Travis Etienne situation. Like, that's how you invest in your franchise QBs. Like, set them up for success. You know what I'm saying? Let them know you got a familiar piece out there. So, of course, you still got Mike Kosecki. He's a talented pass catcher at the tight end position. He's basically a big-ass wide receiver. So, between that, I'm not too excited about the Devontae Parker, but he can make plays. They said Preston Williams coming along with his injury. Yeah, so you're going to have Preston out there, too. They got big bodies, man. So, between Waddle, who, you know, he's a smaller guy, but he can do damage. And then you got Kosecki. You got Gaskin, bro. Miles Gaskin, he's a PPR monster. So, uh I'm still surprised that they didn't bring in another running back there, but it's all good. I do like Gaskins outside the tackles and in the passing game. I'm just not a fan of him in between the tackles, but maybe he's taking a leap. We'll see. 
You know why they didn't why they didn't bring nobody in. Tell me why. It's two stud ass running backs coming out next year that we're not going to talk about right now. But if they get some Breeze Hall on that team. Or some tank. Is it Bigsby or Bigsby? Bigsby. Okay. Because they have, uh, I think they got two or three first round picks next year. Just throwing it out. Shout out to Miami, man. So they probably land one of those running backs. So, uh, yeah, man. Run your mouths, Gaskin. And then uh, if you're not making the playoffs, trading, flip them for a first. Big flip. Big, big, big flip. I might have been a year too early on my Miles Gaskin take that based on that. It'd be like that, though. It's all good, man. I really, you know, be ahead of the curve. Watch the dip. And who says it's Gaskin? Because Al. Salvin Ahmed. Salvin Ahmed. Bro, I didn't know what was going on over there. Didn't look bad when he was playing. No, he didn't. He actually, uh, when he stepped in there, was it a game or two? Was it two? Yeah, weeks? two games. I think they have just a plug and play offense for the running back. They just give him a whole bunch of run. They get him down there at the goal line. He'll score. He'll pass. I just, I think whoever they, they're probably a plug and play running back system. To be honest, similar right to San Fran. Yeah, just don't look as cool. Yeah. All right, man. Look, look, look. Thank you, Dynasty Bro Vic, for giving us those sophomore leaps. Thank you, Dynasty Bro Dot, for giving us these sophomore leaps. Um, go get these guys, whether you trade right now. Nasty. Remember, man, um, some of these guys, we just hope that the rookies that we're excited about can do what they did in their first seasons last year. Um, so go get these guys. Go get these young vets. And we didn't speak on Jerry Judy, but we both agreed that his ADP will rise to. Yep. But we don't got to speak on him. Yeah, he's fire. We want to hit on some other guys. The other guys. All right, so what we're going to do is let's close this motherfucker down and get to the say something good to the people. And that's where, uh, man, if you had a good-ass day, you come to this microphone and you tell the listeners, like, damn, I had a good-ass day. And then tell why that day was good. Or you had a shitty day, you step to that microphone and say, man, look, my day was this shitty and this is why. That's what we come here for, man, to just get the shit off our chest, basically. Um, and enlighten the people, uh, some new news, just just anything that we want to bring to this platform. So that's what we do. And I think we do a hell of a job every week. Fire. So we're doing a closing. Uh, anybody want to volunteer to go first? I try not to always go first since I'm always doing the introduction of it. I try not to roll straight into it. But... I got you, Dot. All right, my nigga, DJ Avo got this um, I just want to tell everybody, um, as always, keep your head up, keep moving forward. I'm pretty sure it's still Mental Awareness Month, so just keep working on your mentals, keep those locked in. As Dot said last week, make sure you know keep your physical in line, also, because those two things apparently are important. I should know. I've been talking to my therapist a lot about it. So hey, I just encourage everybody to do the same and keep moving forward because you can make it and you will be okay. And there's always hope and light at the end of the tunnel. That's right. It's fire. Uh, Vic, you want to go or you want me to roll out? I can go. Go ahead, my brother. All right, man. So uh, I know a while back with this whole COVID vaccine and vaccination, all this good stuff, I was on the fence. And just like with fantasy, sometimes you pivot. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to come around to the light. So I actually uh, got my first COVID vax on Monday. Um, And basically, I guess for me, originally what I couldn't convey and what, what I wasn't illustrating with my hesitation was... I just need to see the data as far as around like you know new vaccine rolling out. I didn't want to be the first in line, so to speak. Let's see how it goes. Um, but here's what I learned and found that, that made me a little bit more comfortable. 
about 40 percent of the country has been vaccinated up until this point which is over 200 million people so from a short-term effect standpoint you know they roll out these vaccines so from what i'm seeing just given that made me a little bit more comfortable now of course the long term to be determined but at the end of the day i've had the flu before that shit took me out so if you tell me covid is 10 times worse than that i don't want no parts of that and plus i've been wearing my mask and social distancing and my parents they got their vaxes so i want to make sure I'm, I'm still doing my part they've been my motivation for this i want to make sure you know i'm not bringing any harm to them since they were at risk so uh that was all the motivation I needed to go ahead and move forward with the vax. So just letting y'all know I pivoted, getting my vax. I already did it, and I got round two in, a, in about three weeks. My guy Nasty. been inside and still got beef. Nasty. My nigga still got beef with everybody. Nasty. But, but yeah, shout out to you for getting the vax, bro. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I just want to say this. We got, a, the Pfizer. we got a trade offer. Got that Pfizer. What's our trade offer? They want to give me Hopkins for Terry and Coca. I can't give a Coca man after I just talked them up. Come on, man. You think they're watching live? I don't know. That's Nasty. a hell of a trade. That is a hell of a trade. Let me see if I'm in a win now situation. I will hit that accept like a motherfucker. If this person live, you better hit that accept for this person to take that shit. Yeah, that'll work, bro. Because basically, Nasty. I'm already running down Waller. So swap out Terry for Hopkins. Yeah, bro. You don't even need Coca man when you got down Waller. Tyler Higgs is my backup at that point, but let's do it, man. Let's shake up the league. You don't oh. even need a backup for one I got, I got Brevin Jordan stewing on the slow cooker. Bro, you don't even need, you just need a one-week feeling, bro. Jimmy Butler. And this might be Higby's year, bro. You got a better quarterback. They might be throwing more efficient. That's a hell of a cup. Hey, why no? Let me check my shit. Ain't nobody listening to Sammy nothing. I just did it, bro. Let me get into my say some good to the people. I just want to shout out the uh, the support system that I have, man. They're fucking awesome. Uh, my friends, my family, my brothers, uh, my parents. They're fucking awesome. Shout out to my mom. My mom is always on here saying I love y'all, son. So shout out to her. She watched the podcast and she knows nothing about football. Um, Sorry for cussing. We love you, mom. I just cuss. Now nah, I low key told my mom that that she would be my uh say something good to the people. She came and picked my son up today. They had my son while I was out of town. They just my mom just looks out and um love her to death. You know, just make sure you call your parents and your loved ones. Tell them you love them. My mom is dope. Gave her the biggest <laughs> hug today. I need to do something special for that lady. I know Mother's Day just passed, but I still need to do something else special for that lady, man. She's awesome. So shout out to mom, Dukes. Love you to death. That's ma. That's L.Z. If you ain't know, um, don't forget the dots. Mom, I love you. Big hearts, baby. Love you, mom, Dukes. Boom. Bring it to the big hearts. That's fire. Shout out to mom, Dukes. Hey, my team fire now. Fire, fire, bro. Am I in that league with y'all? Nah, you not, bro. My receivers, bro. First, I got the Kyler and Hopkins stack now. I got Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, Darren Wilder, Devonta Smith, Juju, Julio Jones, Gibson, Mostert, and Trevor Lawrence. Bro, how the hell you get that team, bro? I'll be working, bro. You need to flip one of them receivers to get you a running back. Bro. I do, though. I do. That Mostert shit trash. But this, I do got... This is the answer to your question, guys. <laughs> I do got a... That's how he got that team. <laughs> now with OPP. <laughs> That's how you got this this team. Making trades, man. That's OPP. Is is that OPP? I, OPP? <laughs> I mean, you must have heard the kids about Bird. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, bro. I don't think this is how Vic got other, that team. Other people's property. No, oh. nigga. That ain't what the piece stands That's for. Other people's property. That's, That's what we're going with today. <laughs> I still don't like your analogy. I know. It's cool though. Hey, I still got Roy Jones Esquire and I got Paris Campbell. What's up? Hey, give me a running back tag. Trade, trade that nigga is Paris, bro. Trade Paris and Rojo and get it. Get and Leonard. I got <laughs> trade Rojo and Paris and get Leonard for now. <laughs> and I got uh the Jets backfit on lock with Perrine and Michael Carter. Ooh, okay, you got Michael Carter. He he he's gonna get some he's gonna get some play. He's I'm good, one. bro. That's my guy. Bro, trade one of them receivers and get a running back. Bro. I'm good, Your bro. I'm, I'm trying to win the shit. Nine, bro. Your team gonna be team five if you get a running back. All right. Trey Julio. You probably can't get what Julio's worth right now. It's cool, bro. Julio. Bro, that Julio for Brandon I you trade looks money for me now. Yeah. Shout out to you, my nigga. All right. What we doing? We getting out of here? Yeah, we're gonna get the fuck up out of here. I don't know if Avo deserves to get us the fuck up we out should, of here. We should, bro. He's been kind of quiet this episode. Analogy. That oh, was man. a stupid ass analogy. I though. thought it was good. This is, how he, got, this is how he got that team. Making trades, busting moves. I don't, I don't see how it doesn't fit. I, I don't get it. But hey, maybe I'm just slow. Well. <laughs> Clearly, it's cool. We're going to go out here on this smooth tip. Tell a friend to tell a friend that your boy goes in. Because it's here next Tuesday. The Tuesday after that. And the Tuesday after that. Me and Doc going to be on live. Then Vic going to slide in on live. Then we're going to get this thing jumping. Vic take us out. I'm going home. I got a baby to pick up. Doc got a baby to pick up. Vic got a dog to pick up. We out here today. Let's go. Let's go. I got to tell a quick story. I'll be uh, on the phone with Avo. We be talking. <laughs> and then the conversation be getting good. We got, you know, about to go into some deep, insightful shit. And he be like, all right, bro, I got to go. Baby got hiccups. Like, I got the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you got some shit like that. It's wipe, always something like that. Wipe the pup in the garage. Baby got hiccups. I got to go. <laughs> Damn, bro. I'm about to go pick my baby up. She said she wants some apple juice. I'm about to get off this phone. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can't multitask? <laughs> Can't burper and give it apples? No, stupid. <laughs> You'll see. I guess, I, I guess I'm slow. <laughs> I guess I'm slow. Shout out to my brother, man. Love you, bro. Let's go. We out.